From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it? Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I hope this finds you well wherever you may be and however you may be getting us today, whether it be on iTunes, through your free subscription there, or through the New Orleans Saints app, or even on your desktop at pelicans.com or neworleansaints.com. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer's at the other microphone today. And uh, John, 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 what day is it, John? You know what? It will... I ain't gonna do the hump day thing. It's supposed to be Wesley Wednesday. West, we're gonna, it's Wesley we're gonna day, yes. no, we're gonna rebrand this. It's gonna be JD Day or something. I mean, I I I ain't got a day, and I'm here a lot more than Wesley. Well, then maybe Wesley Wednesday. We'll get it. Well, all right, I'm gonna get to work on which yeah, day will be yeah, your day. I don't know. We can't and, you know, change just, Wesley Day yet. Okay, we'll we'll let him have his day. You know, he is fairly entertaining yes. from time to time. Yes. Well, Wes- <laughs> Wesley is here on Wesley Day. No, nah, we won't take his day. We won't take his day. No, no it's his day, and uh, he'll be on here uh, later on the program. Producer Dan's across the desk, and uh, and all of you. So this is a good thing. Uh, Saints bye week, so they are dark. Is that fair? Can I say that? Is is it like a Broadway show? Can I say that they're you know in Broadway they say it's a, they're dark on Mondays. Yeah. Well, Can I- we say that the Saints are dark now because it's their bye week? Yeah, pretty much dark till next Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, everybody is getting a little. Whoever needs treatment is getting treatment, and other than that, everybody else is scattered to the four corners of the earth. Yeah. Well, we haven't forgotten about football though. Even though it's not a Saints game to talk about this week, John sits down with Mickey Loomis today. Uh, who not over not only oversees the uh, the New Orleans Saints but the New Orleans Pelicans as well. That's on today's show too. So two good ones for you, David Wesley and Mickey Loomis. Um, two Titans. Titans. We need a steel cage match. Yeah. Mickey Loomis versus David Wesley. I got my money on Mick because because Dub's got bad knees. And and Mickey's pretty good at scouting his opponent. Oh, there's so, no doubt about uh, that. Yeah, a little know. little research. And yeah, that that's, pretty. that's a you know a, a kick to the kneecap, and that's that. Dub's over in the corner. He's mad because <laughs> he has mic- doesn't have a microphone right now. That's okay. Baseball marches on. Uh, the Cardinals are up three one on the Dodgers, and will play an afternoon game today. Nothing to me says prime time baseball like a one p.m. Wednesday afternoon NLCS start at Dodger Stadium today. Um, there's got to be a better way. Nonetheless, uh, the primetime game tonight will be Red Sox and Tigers with the uh, Red Sox now leading that series two games to one. So that's on the horizon. And then the football weekend starts tomorrow already. The Thursday night game sees uh, Seattle at Arizona. And the Pelicans travel today after practice. They head to the uh, cities of Tulsa and Lexington, Kentucky. Nothing speaks NBA basketball like T-Town and Lexington. But nonetheless, that's where the preseason travel will take us this week metropolis both of them um you know you expect to see big things in tulsa um yeah <laughs> yeah but uh yeah it'll be good to see the pels play you know well of course i can't see them because you know they're not broadcasting here in, in the preseason so i have to take a listen uh to my to my partner here kills but uh yeah i'm encouraged about what i've i've heard and and seen so far of the team uh but yeah man playing in tulsa and and 
in Lexington, you know, I, I understand Lexington is pretty excited. You know, they get, you know, Darius Miller to come back because Darius played there for four years. And, you know, AD comes back to reminisce because AD, you know, helped them win the, the uh, NCAA championship, yep. even though AD was there for about, you know, three months, I think, or three weeks. Was it? No, oh, I'm no, just don't kidding. Be that way. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm no, just no, kidding. No. He loves himself from Kentucky. Oh, he does. So, uh, so and yeah, it, it'll be great to be in Rupp Arena for you guys, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm excited. I, we're, I think they're expecting a, a huge crowd on Saturday night for that game. Uh, and then it'll be my first time to Rupp Arena, so I'm excited about that. And even though I'm not a Kentucky fan, in a lot of ways it turns my stomach just a little bit, but um, to go see Big Blue Madness on Friday night will be very cool. Uh, and then maybe even more importantly for me is that I'm going to have a little downtime on Friday, and I'm going to get a tour of the Woodford Reserve um, Bourbon Distillery. Well, I'm sure you will um, just be walking through I'm and you know, the science carrying of, your yes. Bible and you know, just partaking and you know, telling the people what wickedness that they are doing in that distillery and how you wish that you just you know how it turns your stomach to walk through there and to see this kind of activity going on. No, I don't think it'll be anything like that. <laughs> I think I'm going to enjoy every second of it. Well, I, you know, I was about to tell you to, you know, take a flask and bring me some back. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> I looked at the weather forecast. I'll rub it into everybody. Uh, highs in the mid-60s, lows in the low 40s for our trip this week. So uh, the weather's supposed to be good here. But I was about to say I'm something really nasty to you about taste that. taste of autumn up there. No, I think it's supposed to be raining and cool here, you know. So, you know, yes. at least it's turning cool. I'm ready for long sleeve T-shirts and hoodies. That's for sure. Um, anyway, so good show today. Uh, glad that you're with us. Don't forget you can follow on Twitter. And since we've got all the Twitter handles in the room now today, I'll run them down for you. Of course, all the stuff that's going on with the Saints right now, you're a senior writer, senior chief as I call him. That's senior right. writer for NewOrleansSaints.com, John DeShazer, at John DeShazer. Justify. You are justified. It's verified. <laughs> it's verified. How many times we got to talk about this? Verified. Now. He likes to say justified. Um, at D. Salerson or at Black Blue Report. And then uh, Senior Wesley, Senior David Wesley 4 uh, for Dub, and then myself, at Sean Kelly Live. So there's your shameless Twitter plug for the day, and with that, we'll move ahead. Uh, coming up in just a moment, uh, David Wesley will join the fold. We'll talk Pelicans basketball in the NBA with him. And then, as we mentioned a little bit later, John DeShazer sits down with Mickey Loomis. All that and more. Back in just one minute. Don't you go anywhere. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light, for the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and bring the fun and excitement of the NBA to your next birthday party, wedding, or corporate events. The Pelicans dance team, mascot, drumlines, dunk team, and inflatable games are available throughout the year to entertain you. To get more information on how you can bring one of our entertainment teams to your event, visit pelicans.com today. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. 
Well, there you go. In the span of 60 seconds, uh, David Wesley and John DeShazer have flipped the chairs. So now John is still in the room but does not have a microphone to defend himself. And now here with weapon in hand, David Wesley. Everybody. I mean, you, you got to be big time to have a day. And I don't know why he's hating on my day. I, just because I come here once a week, I'm on the microphone. You don't get a day if you're here every day. It's, it's, you're the full calendar. I'm a special event. You don't get a day, and you're not getting a day, and you can't take my day away. I can't believe that this is my boy. We well, hang out on the road. Well, this is the thing. Usually, we're doing this behind your back, and here he's, <laughs> doing, here he's doing it right here with you in the room today. So I guess that's good. Yes. David Wesley here on Wesley Day uh, as they become more and more important as we approach the start of the regular season. Uh, David Wesley, uh, to talk a little bit about so far, so good for the Pelicans. What do you very, think? very good. Very good. Uh, very a lot of positive signs out there that, that, that say that they're starting to figure some things out, starting to gel a little bit, and talking back and forth to some of the, some of the people that are following me on Twitter. Everybody wants to say, well, it's just preseason. That's right. It's just preseason. It's nice that they're winning. It's nice that they're playing well. And, and that's what you need for a young team. They have confidence, and, and they're playing well together. But it looks good for the, for the regular season. There's four preseason games left. I'm going to throw out the last one because traditionally the last preseason game, everybody's very careful. You want to keep the roster healthy. So that last preseason game I'm going to throw out. So now we're down to three. And the reason I'm getting the, to this is that it looks like for the first time, Monty Williams starting this week on the road will have the full complement. And that includes Tyreek Evans, who played just a little bit before turning his ankle in the first preseason game. And now Eric Gordon is a full go. So, with that being said, and based on your knowledge and experience, is three preseason games enough for Coach Williams to evaluate and tinker with and have fun with the full roster before we start? I think it will be. And, and they start ramping guys up game three, four, five, start getting them a few more minutes, and then they – like you said, the last game is kind of a wash. But it, this being a young team and a new team, he's going to use these four games, and I would even say that last game, to work out rotations and, and, and find out how guys play together. You talked to me about uh, Drew Holiday and Brian Roberts being on the floor together, which is a neat kind of situation to have. And I think you'll see a lot more of that trying to figure out where Eric Gordon goes and, and Tyreek, how he fits, how this rotation, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because who doesn't get talked about is, is Anthony Morrow, who's been pretty solid. And so that's a lot of guys to fit into two spots. Uh, tomorrow night's game is on television. If you have NBA league pass, it'll be on the radio. I'm going to watch nine games and, and bake four hams. Be busy. It's a little inside joke there. Uh, anyway, I'm hoping my uh, my buddy here, David Wesley, will listen on the radio but watch on the screen. I will be. Catch your breath. <laughs> uh, what's on your checklist tomorrow night? What, if you had uh, a list of things that you want or need to see, uh, what, what what's on the list right now? Well, I you told me from from and I I didn't really catch the Sunday game that that Drew Holiday played better. Uh, I think he is the big key to this big this this puzzle. And how he goes is going to determine a lot of how this team goes, I believe. And his turnovers were kind of high in the first three games. Get that down. Uh, the inside play, how are they dealing with the size factor, the inexperience, that kind of thing on the inside? 
Um, and I just want to see how they play together. You know, the, when the, the, Drew and Anthony have been on the alley-oop, good timing, good eye contact and all that kind of stuff. Pick and rolls. Are they running them crisp? Are, they, are the guys rolling hard to the basket, things like that? That's, that's what I'll be watching for tomorrow. Real quick, you've played and coached all over the country and a good portion of the globe, as a matter of fact. Favorite non-NBA city preseason game you ever got to go to? Was there one that really stuck out? I think I think uh, more than, like you were saying, you've never been to Rupp Arena. Yep. Uh, when I went to the Carrier Dome uh, in preseason one year um, in Syracuse, yep. that, was, that was a nice treat because I'd never been there. Did you play Mellow in that game up there, or was that pre-Mellow? No, that's pre-Mellow. Yeah, he was. You guys overlapped only by a little bit, right? Maybe a year, two years. Oh, more than he's been in since two thousand three, right? Has it been that long? Maybe. I think I think he's about two thousand three. So, so I got four years. Then, four years. Okay. Yeah. I had to guard him a couple of times. Oh, how fun was that? Oh, that was a treat. Him and LeBron. I'm losing pounds and size. I don't win that very much. No, no. <laughs> We'll not go back. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Happy Wesley Day. Happy Wesley Day to you and all the listeners. And do not listen to that 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 guy over there. Senior Chief? Senior Chief. Don't listen to him. He's not getting a day. Speaking of Senior Chief, we'll be back at the uh, microphone with Mickey Loomis right after these messages on the Black and Blue Report. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints team store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report continues, as promised, with uh, John DeShazer and Mickey Loomis. The two sat down yesterday afternoon, as a matter of fact, and we share that visit with you now here on this Wednesday. Thanks, Kel. We're here with uh, Saints General Manager Mickey Loomis, and the Saints are six games deep, five and one, Mickey. What are some of the things that have stood out for you during these first five, first six games, rather? Well, I, you know, I think first of all, just our record. Um, you know, it's good to be five and one. We'd love to be six and zero. Oh. We had that, uh, you know, kind of slipped through our fingers. Uh, lost to a good team uh, who made a great play, uh, you know, at the end of the game. Um, so, but we're excited about being five and one as we get into this break. Um, but I, I also think this is that look. I know our coaches and our players look at every week independent from what's happened in, in prior weeks. And so, um, you know, we'll approach uh, our next game after the bye week just like we were uh, zero and zero. And, and uh, uh, we'll be looking to improve in all phases of, of the game. And yet I think over the, the first, uh, you know, six games, I think there's been some real good things 
offensively, defensively, and, and with our special teams. And yet uh, um, there's room for improvement in each of those phases as well. Now, I know that you and Sean, you know, mentioned coming out of, uh, out of training camp and, and coming into the season, you want to get the right 53. Um, now, or obviously, after six games, you guys don't want to, you know, pat yourselves on the back too much. But it certainly seems like you've got the right fifty-three. Well, yeah, I, I, you know, I think the coaches did a good job of identifying, uh, you know, players that can contribute um, to our season, and I think they have. We made it, you know, a couple changes, some necessitated uh, by injury, and some, uh, you know, just uh, uh, looking to, um, you know, shore up areas where we felt like we needed some depth. Um, but, but. Look, we, we kept a lot of young guys, and, and uh, a lot of those young guys are contributing early in the season. Now, when you say young guys, I mean, it certainly doesn't seem that way. You, you've had the three games go down to the wire, um, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and here in New England. And I think I, I read or saw where you told Sean, you know, we won our share of these, you know, so far. Is it, I guess, a little bit of a surprise to be able to pull out tight games with guys who are so young? Um, you know, weren't able to win the New England game, but the guy who makes the a huge catch is 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 Stills. You know, Kenny Stills, the rookie, uh, down the stretch. I mean, you've gotten great contributions from a lot of young guys this season. Yeah, we we have. Um, and and uh, you know, my comment after uh, this New England game was, look, you know, you. you it hurts to lose a game like that. There's no question it does. And what I said to uh, Sean, and, and he, look, he said this to the team, is that uh, before before I even said it to him, is that, you know, over the years we've won a number of games like that mm -hmm. um, by persevering, by not giving up, by playing hard till, till the final uh, uh, gun goes off. And uh, that's, that's what uh, New England uh, and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick did, you know, against us. And, and look, our hat's off to them. They made, they made the play and plays necessary in the last minute to, to win the game. Um, uh, yeah, we have, we've gotten, as you said, a number of contributions from younger guys at critical times in the games. And yet it's still... Uh, in many ways, the same cast of characters with Drew and Marcus and Jimmy Graham, and and uh, um, you know defensively with Malcolm Jenkins and Curtis Lofton and, and some of our veteran players that, that provide great leadership. And I think that gives some comfort and uh, to our younger guys that they can relax and just play because they know that we've got veteran players that uh, have been in that situation before and can help them. Yeah, you guys out in Radio Land can't can't see this, but I'm admiring Mickey's uh, Saint shirt. He's if you saw him, you'd probably bang him over the head and take it from him. It's real sweet. <laughs> <laughs> probably not going to find that one in the team shop anytime soon. That's a really nice shirt. Um, what's your process like during this bye week? I mean, everybody kind kind of exhales and gets away. What do you do this week? Yeah, I, I think uh, well, I'm going to get a little time off uh, toward the end of the week here. There's no question about it. But but uh, you know, one of the things that we like to do. Uh, is exhale a little bit, get, uh, you know, a little personnel uh, self-evaluation. Um, so, you know, our staff is doing that. Our pro, pro uh, uh, scouting staff is doing that. Our college scouts are on the road, so they've got a lot of reports in. Uh, I'll spend some time looking at some of those reports and just kind of familiarizing myself with some of the names of, of the guys that uh, uh, are going to be eligible for this next draft. Um and, and so just kind of regroup, um, you know, we've been fortunate in that we haven't had a lot of serious injuries uh, during this, this preseason. And I think that as we get in, you know, come out of the bye week, uh, I think we'll be relatively healthy. Um, and so it's not like we're, 
for uh, needing to replace injured players at this time. And yet there's still some guys out there that we want to keep tabs on that uh, that uh, might be able to help us down the road. You know, now maybe I'm overblowing this, but it seems that you guys have had some significant guys out. I mean, John Vilma hadn't played yet this season. Victor Butler's never gotten a, shot, a chance to play. Uh, Lance Moore's been out a couple of games. Um, you know, Roman Harper's been out a couple of games. And yet, you know, the next man up, has really kind of done the job. Yeah, they, they have. Um, you know, two of those guys, John Vilma and Victor Butler, uh, will become eligible to play for us later in the season if they're, uh, um, you know, if their health warrants it. Um, and and we've had some injuries to, you know, Roman Harper and Lance Moore, who you mentioned, uh, that have kept them out of, uh, you know, multiple games. And yet as we get through this bye week, you know, those guys uh, uh, are improving and, and will be available to us uh, as we go forward. You know, the significant injuries are the ones where you have to make a roster change because they're, mm -hmm. they're season ending. And we've been fortunate not to have um, um, any of those as we've, got, as we've gone into this regular season. And, and obviously we had a number during the preseason. Um, so, look, we just keep tabs on, on the players that are out there and available to us, some, some of who were in camp with us and, and uh, you know, have some of our terminology and our systems down. And, and, and uh, if we need them, they're there for uh, their on call, I guess, is the way I'd call it. Okay, now, okay, six games down. And really, uh, if you look at it, the way Drew Brees looked at it, half the season, because basically you went to four preseason games, get the first six, that's ten. You've got the ten remaining. Um, what do you hope to see over this last 10-game set? Well, you know, obviously you want to, you know, try and win every game. But, you know, I, I think for us the formula has always been let's take each week independent of the rest of them, you know, uh, um, play hard, uh, have a great game plan, have a great preparation, and, and uh, you know, the wins will take care of themselves. Obviously we have lots of goals. You know, we have the goal to win our division, and we have a goal to – to uh, um, gain a home field advantage in the playoffs and all those things. They're all in front of us. They're all really in our own control, which is good after six games to be able to say that, look, if we take care of our business, no one can, um, um, you know, do better and, and, uh, because, we, you know, we have control of that uh, given the teams that we have to play and, and where we're at after six games. So that, that's, uh, you know, that's a good sign. Okay, now I got to ask you a little something. Okay, about bragging rights here. We've got some fans across the NFL in a couple of cities, in particular, who are seem to uh, want to take the mantle away from you know the Saints fans as being the best in the NFL with uh, with some you know I don't want to say artificially generated polls, but yeah, let's call it what it is. But anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you have any message for Saints fans who yeah. you know they're they're trying to kind of take the mantle away from us? Yeah, th this came up the other night uh, um, uh, on an interview that I was doing, and and look, let, let's let's uh, admit this: they're loud in Seattle. They're very yes. loud. They're very loud in Kansas City, and yet, uh, you know, I would say to you that that uh, um, well, uh, try this experiment. Just Go in your closet at home and close the door and yell as loud as you can. And then go outside on your porch in the open air and yell as loud as you can and find out which one hurts your ears the most. <laughs> um, you know, we've got the advantage of an indoor facility. We've got the advantage of 70-plus thousand uh, passionate Saints fans. Um, so I think, and again, I'm, I'm a little biased. Well, there's nothing um, wrong with that. I, I'm a little biased, but... Uh, we don't need the Guinness Book of World Records to come in and tell us uh, that we're the loudest stadium. We already know that we are. Um, 
and uh, uh, now here's what I would also say. I think that we're going to need that uh, um, coming out of this bye week. You know, we've got some uh, important games coming up. The 49ers, obviously the Buffalo Bills when we come back immediately, and, and the 49ers and Carolina Panthers after that, Tampa Bay. We, we've got some games where we need our fans to be loud. And, um, and I would say this. I don't think that our fans have performed their best early in the season yet. They've been loud, but I think they can be louder, and they can affect the game. Um, positively for us and negatively for the visiting team. And so so uh, uh, I'm looking forward to this back half of the season and seeing what our fans can do to prove that – we don't need to prove it, but um, to, to show the rest of the NFL that we've got the loudest venue in, in the league. Well, there you have it, Saints fans. We're expecting you guys to warm to the occasion, as you usually do. Uh, that's Saints general manager Mickey Loomis, and he's here on the Black and Blue Report. Back to you, Kel. All right, John, Mickey, thank you very much. Back to wrap up today's edition of the Black and Blue Report in one minute. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning Black and Gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your Black and Gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans as we tip off the 2013-14 season with a lineup headlined by All-Star Drew Holiday, former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Edmonds, and Anthony Davis. With the release of the five-game flex plan, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $45 and feature the best seat locations to see All-Star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Want to thank producer Dan, of course, today. John DeShazer for stopping by. Mickey Loomis and David Wesley on uh, Wesley Day, Wednesday. Hope this uh, Wednesday goes well for you. And we'll look forward to talking to you from the road tomorrow. We'll be out of Studio B and in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report will come your way at noon central tomorrow. Pelicans assistant coach Brian Gates is on the schedule for tomorrow's fun. And I think we're going to catch up with Mark Spears tomorrow as well. Uh, he'll either be with us Thursday or Friday. That is to be determined. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll have a great lineup for you from Tulsa tomorrow as the Pelicans get set to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder in preseason action. That'll again do it for us. Hope that you'll follow on Twitter. You can also email the show, radio at pelicans.com, with your questions, comments, or suggestions for future guests on this program. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly, and so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region? 
including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves. That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind.